2020, people want to hear the truth. But I'm going to just go ahead and invite uh, Jay Schiffman up to share his story. So let's give it up for Jay. Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I am your host, Jay Schiffman. Welcome back to episode 18 of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Before I start with this episode, Thank you to everyone who reached out after last week's emotional episode. The response was, it was great. It was. It was just fantastic. I really appreciated everyone who took the time to tell me that they liked, or in a couple cases, didn't like what I said. Props to the two of you who told me I didn't go far enough, including my lovely wife. That, that you know. I need to hear that. We're going to keep having those conversations because the country needs to keep having those conversations. I'm recording this on Thursday, June the 11th, and while a lot is changing, it's slower than I think most of us would like. There's a line from Harry Potter that I'm going to keep using, and and no, it's not because of JK all of a sudden becoming Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, I shouldn't say all of a sudden. She's been doing this for a while. She has her moments where she's Hermione, and then all of a sudden she turns into Bellatrix Lestrange. But I'm using this line anyways because I think it makes a, uh, it sums up what I'm feeling right now. Dumbledore, <laughs> yes, I'm making a serious point thanks to Dumbledore. Dumbledore tells Neville, you know, it takes a lot of courage to stand up to your enemies, but it takes even more to stand up to your friends. I think that's what all of us need right now. We need that courage. I had a conversation last Friday right after this dropped with a young man, and he said something that really upset me. I told him that I didn't think that he or the organization he works for was going on far enough, and his response was, don't let perfect be the enemy of good, and my feelings on that was essentially, if what you're describing is good and what I'm describing is perfect, <laughs> then we're ignoring 99% of the problem. And I think we need to have those conversations because I'm not saying I'm right. I am saying that in his mind, I was being unreasonable for what I was asking for. And in my mind, I was asking for instead of 0.01%, I was asking for 0.05%. And, and that's what needs to be outlined. We're not even close to having the big picture conversations that need to happen, the big picture changes that need to be made, we are simply entering the arena. Many of us, some of us have been there. Some of us are farther along in that spectrum than others. But as a whole, as a country, we are nowhere close. My guest today makes a couple of those points in her own way. Her name is Sharifa Hardy. She is something else. She is, uh, I'm recording this, as I said, on, on June 11th. I just got off her morning show, uh, Ask Sharifa. It's on Facebook, and it's it's great. It is. It's a great show. It's out there because every day is different. You know, she doesn't tailor her guests. Her morning show is not like that. This morning, the, the five of us could not have been more different. But Sharifa is something else, and she is a great host, and she knows how to mix it up and get you to talk. And 
Uh, it was fun. You can find her on Facebook. Search for Ash Sharifa. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. She's, she's like I said, she's something else. I, I, she's, I really appreciate her. And the shout out is from Sean Braley. For those of you who don't know Sean, you'll recognize his voice. He's the guy you just heard on the intro. He is the guy who runs Cincy Stories that gave me my opportunity back in 2015 that really got a lot of what I do today going. I honestly say this, without Sean being persistent and getting me to tell my story, I would not be here today. So thank you to Sean, both with Sean and Sharifa. I always say this, but it's true. It was tough cutting them down to the, 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 the length that I needed for these interviews because they both had such great things to say. So what you're going to hear from Sean is a couple snippets from our conversation. What you'll hear from Sharifa, as always with the big interviews, is uh, sort of the best hits of our conversation. Definitely check them both out. And here's my ask. I do it every episode, but I'm going to be a little more overt. This podcast is doing well. I, I, I say that every time, and I, I mean it. I really appreciate it how well this podcast is doing, but it could be doing better, of course, <laughs> until the entire world hears the messages about ending the stigma, you know, doing something about uh, mental health and substance misuse and recovery. Uh, we're not far enough. So please, if you listen on iTunes, uh, you can like and um, review it there. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you listen on any platform, share it. Tell your friends. I've had people reach out and say, oh, I love that that episode so much. And I'll say, did you share it? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't even think about that. You would share a post, right? Share the podcast. Um, it would mean a lot to me. And keep reaching out. You can find me on my website, www.jshiftman.com. That's it. That's all I'm going to shout out. Go to my website, jshiftman.com. You can find links to everything else you need there. But please share. Please rate and review it on iTunes if that's what you do. Now, enjoy these interviews. I will catch you at the end. Let me introduce Sean Braley because you do that for me every, every episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That was a beautiful introduction. You do have that unique skill that is recognizing in others an ability or, or, or a message or a means that they might not even recognize in themselves. And that is 100% what, what you did for me. Thank you for saying that. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do is to point out to other people because I feel like we all live so much of our days and these like shame bubbles, you know, we're just like walking around, feeling sorry for ourselves, thinking about everything that we're not. Um, and I just feel like I need reminded of who I am so often, like the good that is in me. And so it's all I want to do for other people. And uh, it's kind of my mission in life is to create belonging for other people. And I think the only way that we belong anywhere is by stepping up being authentic, being vulnerable, being ourselves, and then we find true belonging. Why do you think it is that you are so good at promoting for others what you are not for yourself? I think it just stems from knowing how it feels to have it seen in me when other people have called out the good in me and knowing that that means so much to me. And so... I want to give that gift to other people whenever I can. And 
And that's, I think I, I've just honed it and practiced it and done it and done it and done it to now where I just want to, I want to be authentic. I don't want to give people false praise. I don't want to be a fake person that's just constantly complimenting people, but I want to like find that thing in them. Cause I think we all have those gifts that we bring to the world that we may or may not know about and just remind them like you aren't this thing that you're thinking maybe you're this positive thing that you're bringing to the world and that is who i see you as that's who why maybe you're here if there's meaning in this world at all then there's meaning that each of us are here and you're here because of this purpose you know i think that this has been said by a ton of people i'm sure i remember if you gave me a hundred compliments and then one negative thing that you said about me i would remember the negative thing for a long time and the compliments would just kind of fade really easily. I don't know why we all do that. You know, what, what is it in us that like craves, like we crave compliments and, and we need them, but yet we're so easily like forgetful of the compliment and so easily remembering the negative. Give a shout out for anywhere that people can follow you, uh, what you're working on that you want people to check out, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, run an organization called Sensi Stories. We make documentaries and do live events around Cincinnati, all based on uh, building community through stories. So using storytelling to connect neighbors to one another. And so you can check us out at cincystories.org or look up Cincy Stories on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we're working on a feature length documentary, our first one ever, uh, about dance team here in downtown Cincinnati called Q Kids. And so you can look up qkidsmovie.com and uh, see the trailer for that and see more information on that. We're still in the process of, of creating that, looking for funders, people that might wanna, wanna help out with that. So for any other things, like for stand-up or anything like that, you just follow my personal pages. So it's Sean Braley on, uh, on Twitter, it's Sean underscore Braley. But yeah, you can follow me on those too. All right, so I know you've heard me talk about Mountain Made before, but today I want to tell you a little bit about their actual product system. The first is Build. Build is a 50 milligram CBD tablet that saturates your system. The second is Boost. Boost is a 10 milligram CBD chewable with electrolytes, and it helps titrate your CBD levels throughout the day. The third is Recover. You take it at the end of the day, and it's a 25 milligram CBD chewable with magnolia, and it helps maximize your rest and recovery. But here's the thing. I don't just talk about it. I actually use it. Boost is my favorite. I take a couple throughout the day and it really leaves me feeling pretty great. So if you add that all together, that's 105 milligrams of CBD every day. And it's at an affordable price too. All of those products are THC free and they ship nationwide. With three easy ways to pay, you can order your CBD today and become a part of the Mountain Made community just like that. So activate your lifestyle today and go like hell. But don't just take my word for it. With over 25 athletes, lifestyle enthusiasts, clinicians, physicians, all amazing people backing them, their product lines are continuing to prove themselves as the real deal. So you can find out more at www.mountainmade.life or check them out on social media at MNT Made. All right, back to the episode. <laughs> So I will say this to all of my listeners, uh, since I, you know, since the, the, the COVID really changed the way a lot of us have been doing business, nobody has had more of an impact on my work than Sharifa. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I've had people reach out and say, I saw you on 
Sharifa's show. Let's chat. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's a great show. I watch it even when I'm not on it. So I can't say enough good things about about her show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because I didn't know that. I always wonder what happens after the show. Usually. I do the show, I get an email from the guest that simply says, thank you for allowing me to be on the show, thank you for having me, and that's it. So I always love hearing what happens after the show. Well, I know, let's start with this, I know that you you are not, um, you're not Oprah, you didn't just come out of the womb doing a morning show, so uh, <laughs> tell me how we got to this point, who is the person behind Ash Sharifa? The person behind Ash Sharifa is Sharifa Hardy. And no, I did not just get to the point where I'm a talk show host. I tell people there is no such thing as an overnight success. I built my first website in 1994, 26 years ago, simply because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That was my goal. It wasn't to be a billionaire. It wasn't to have a successful business. It's I wanted to be at home with my babies. And so over the years, I worked for different companies, was laid off eight times, helped different startups, had different websites of my own. In 2009, I launched my first radio show, which was a blog talk radio show. And I found that I really enjoy speaking with business owners, speaking with entrepreneurs. And I tell people that sometimes I do it simply, strictly for selfish purposes, which means that I am a lifelong learner. I want to learn. I want to know. So where else can I go up to people and say, hey, Jay, how is your business working? What are you doing to succeed? What works for you? Usually we don't have those conversations. We talk about our businesses, but we don't give people the inside tips or the inside secrets that we have used to be successful. And I'm like, no, I want to know. And the only way that I was able to do that is to learn from the people who already know. And so since 2009, I've done about five or six different versions of Ask Sharifa Radio talking to business owners, but what happened this year, actually in 2019, I ran for Long Beach City Council. So I was a city council candidate, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, when the primary election ended March 3rd, and I wasn't um, successful in winning, I said, okay, what am I going to do now? And so I felt like they wouldn't give me city council, so I'm going to take the round table, but I'm going to create a platform where people have the ability to have open roundtable discussions about what's going on in the world. And I didn't want it to be a one-on-one -on -one interview. I wanted it to be multiple people. So the roundtable talk show is one of the very few shows, I actually don't know many, who have five different guests on per day. So sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but we learn and it's entertaining and we've been able to provide positive messages to the world. But it's organic. I mean, that's the beauty of it. I found my rhythm, but I didn't intend for it or really see it going that way. But isn't that life, though? You said you started your first website, you said in 94, was that correct? That's correct. You, you used it for a very interesting reason, and that sort of seems to me like uh, it encapsulates very well who you are as a person, that you're, always, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Would you, would you pick up that title and wear it? Yes, 
Yes, but one of the things that I'm learning is that that's a stage. And that's one of the things that I've been helping other entrepreneurs with. What what tends to happen is we're an employee. Usually, typically, we start out as an employee. We no longer want to be an employee. Or maybe life happens and we get affected, we get laid off, we get let go, we get fired, we quit. And we the question arises, what do I do now? And so we want to go out into this world and work for ourselves. And then we become an entrepreneur, which is one of the things that I talk about in my book, Signs You Might Be an Entrepreneur, How to Discover the Entrepreneur in You. And the reason I wrote that is because people tend to believe that if I don't want to work, I don't want to commute, I don't want a boss, then I must be an entrepreneur. And what they don't understand is that entrepreneurs work typically a lot harder than, um, maybe not a lot, a lot harder, let me take that back, but typically a lot longer than employees. An employee will go to the job, they'll do their nine to five, they go home and that's it. Whereas an entrepreneur can work 20 hours, 22 hours, you know, 17 hours a day in order to be successful. But what I try to help people understand is that being an entrepreneur is just a stage. You want to start off as an entrepreneur and evolve into a business owner. The whole reason, the whole point is to create jobs. That was one of the things I was really passionate about when I was running for Long Beach City Council, creating jobs. Jobs, 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 jobs. That's how you boost the economy. Small businesses are the heart of the American economy. And small businesses, your local businesses, are the ones that are being affected the most right now. And so I help people say, okay, yes, you've been an entrepreneur for two years. Yes, you've been an entrepreneur for five months or five years, whatever it is. But how do we take what you're doing with your product or your service to evolve so that you can be a business owner and create jobs for other people? And that's what I'm working on right now. I have three people who work for me who help me do everything for Ash Sharifa, who make the roundtable talk show possible at all my shows. So it's growing from being an entrepreneur into being a business owner. So it sounds like, and, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you have had a very interesting uh, pathway to, to this point. As you said, you took your first step into the entrepreneurial world back in 94, but you've been laid off eight times in between. I, I got to ask for, for anyone listening who, you know, we all are dealt those bad hands at times. How, as someone who has picked herself up more times than than I have, and is now back not only with a flourish but flourishing, how do you do it? How do you how do you get pick yourself up when you've been knocked back again? I don't know. That is like one of the most common asked questions. I'm not knocking it. It's a great question, but everyone asks, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How, how, you know, and I'm like, okay, but what were my options? What were my choices? I mean, was there a door to say, okay, just tap out and then you can have this beautiful life? No, I, I had to keep going. I had, again, I started my website to be a stay-at-home mom. I had these two little kids who, and I always tell people this, and this is the honest God truth, these kids who were looking at me and like, mom, we're hungry. That was the, the extent of it. Like, that was, they're like, what's for dinner? So I had to figure out how to take care of these kids and how to take care of my family and how to succeed. If there was another way, promise you, I would have taken it. So it sounds like, so that's a, a theme then that I hear a lot in your story, which is 
you know, when you get knocked down, you like you just said, you find another source of, of revenue. But yeah. at least this time, you did not take the path that would have been the easiest. You first ran for politics, which, you know, I think I mentioned this when we first chatted, but that was my last career before I set off to work for myself was running campaigns. And, you know, I understand mm -hmm. what that takes and it is super hard. And then you went mm -hmm. from there to starting your own morning talk show during a time of shutdown. I mean, so I hear you when you say that you, you followed this, okay, I have to find a new source of revenue, but you also, you know, got to take a second to pat yourself on the back and say, you, it's not like you took the path of least resistance. You found a way to win in an environment that is not exactly conducive to doing so. I hear you and I agree and I appreciate that and I, and I accept that in the most humble way possible. But let me just say that to me, this role is the path of least resistance because I'm someone who, when people look at my resume, they, they, they tend to tell me right, wrong or different. I don't know if it's true or not, but they will say, you're not going to be here long. As an employee, hiring representatives know I'm not going to be there long. I'm not an employee. I'm not someone who wants to go to work every day or have this long commute. I'm someone who enjoys being with my family. And I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. There are so many people that I consider are coming into my world. You know, I own this world. This is the, the work from home. This is what I do. And so many people were forced to work from home. And now they're like, oh, my God. So you sort of live... Uh, one, one of the things that I teach, and that is my brand, Choose Your Struggle, as I talked about on your show, and that is essentially waking up every day and deciding, you know, one, one of the, the tenets is basically waking up every day and deciding what do you care about and following your path. And it sounds like, and, and please, you know, elaborate on this or tell me that I'm wrong, that in the face of those opportunities where someone is saying to you, oh, you're not going to be here long, or, you know, you've been, you've been let go. Um, those are times for self-reflection and, and those are chances, those are forks in the road. W would you say that in those moments, you know, what is your guide? I guess is my question. What helps you decide, you know, what I'm going to push through this one, or maybe I should take a step back and re re, you know, uh, calibrate or, or, or discuss my options. You know, Jay, that's an excellent question. Excellent, excellent, excellent. My answer may not be as excellent. So I might, you know, turn half of your audience away. But I live most of my life simply by the process of elimination. I can look at something and I can say, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. That That's, you know, I won't do that for long. So once I eliminate the options in my life that I know for sure that I'm not going to do, then I have to figure out what will I do? Because the, the key to success, if anyone wants to learn Sharifa Hardy's key to success is just simply consistency. That's where most people go wrong. They have this fantastic idea, this wonderful new business that they want to start, and they have this excitement, and they do it for two days. They do it for four days, and they go, you know what? It's not what I thought it would be. It's not happening. It's not working. Nobody's buying from me. Nobody's listening to my podcast. Nobody's turning in tuning in and so they just give up but if you do just about anything consistently you will see the fruits of your your labor so this is a story that someone told me i, I can't claim this for myself but he said uh he was approached about doing a, a, a consulting and he gave him his number and the guy turned him down and he said uh just for my own education help me understand why you turned me down and he said well your number 
for this uh, consulting engagement was, I think he said $1,500. And he said, we've been paying $7,500 for the same thing. And he said, I can't go to my board and tell them we're switching because then they'll know that I've been overpaying by $6,000 every engagement. And so the guy said, all right, if that's the way it is, what if I quote you? And I think he said he went up to 3000 Then you can tell your board, you know, you're saving, you know, 35, whatever it was, right? And they made the deal. And luckily, he went back to that guy. But that was, that's such an example of, all right, so you've been overpaying for, for years. And instead of changing, you're afraid of what it would look like if you change. So you keep doing it. Yes, that's that's. Great example, but also what I see in that is people don't often know. They don't know. So maybe when he was charging, he was charged $7,500, he thought that was the going rate. He took that to the board, and that person most likely didn't want to be wrong. So he had to go back to the board and say, you know what? I charge or I paid $7,500 for something that really should have cost $1,500. People don't want to be wrong. People don't want to make that mistake, or people don't want to change the current you know, trajectory that they're on. One of the things that I help people understand is that what works for you may not work for everyone. That's like my biggest marketing tip for anyone is that not everyone likes apples. Not everyone likes oranges. Not everyone likes cherries. Whatever the flavor is, there's something specific to each person. So there are people who say, you know what? I don't want to pay $1,500 because that's too much money. Then there are people who say, I don't want to pay $1,500 because in my world, everyone charges at least $10,000. So you have to find that audience that is a perfect fit for you. I, I love that. And that's something that I've had to learn, you know, sort of later. Um, and, and thanks to this podcast I have, and I'll, I'll give a, a story of a person I was working with uh, coaching who has a, uh, a there's a, a, a platform that they use. And I think it was actually YouTube, if I remember correctly. But they were advertising, quote unquote, advertising by posting all over the place. And and we were talking and, and he said, you know, uh, I'm kind of bummed, um, you know, this entertainment that I'm doing, it's huge in this one group. And I was like, that's awesome. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also posted in, in this other group that I'm a part of and nobody's coming. And I said, well, what, what was the other group? And he said it was, you know, he's into fishing and as, as am I. And he said, um, you know, nobody from our fishing group has checked out the platform. And I said to this client, I said, is there anything about fishing? in your entertainment? And he said, no. And I was like, well, then why, why are you so upset by this? And he said, well, I want everyone to like it. And I said, I, I get that, but you just told me that it's huge in this group that you, you know, has, has applied or a connection, but it's not doing well in the group that has nothing to do with your entertainment. Why are we so focused on the negative instead of the positive? And, and, that is not, you know, that's a story of me working with someone else, but I also have that where I get bummed if, you know, my numbers are only going up by a certain amount and then I have to stop and remember, you know, the goal of this podcast, if I connect with one person, then it's worth it. And that, that helps me sort of get back to my meaning. Well, that's good. I like that. And then we, when I first started my first blog show, talk radio show in 2009, I did a lot of marketing. I promoted the show. I told all my friends, I told everyone and i did marketing for about a good 30 days prior to the launch of my first blog talk radio show my first radio show ash reefer radio and when i went to do the show 
one person tuned in. And I was just so hurt. That hurt my poor little heart because I was—I had done all this work and I was so excited. This is radio and I just knew everyone was just going to swarm to the show and one person tuned in. Then what I began to see and I used to watch the numbers is that all of a sudden this show, which had one live listener, began to have thousands of listens in the archives. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. The money's in the archives. And so what I did in order to adjust my behavior was, and it, you know, it's good protocol to do anyway, but what I specifically did is I made sure no matter how many people were tuned in, no matter how many people were watching live, that I gave the best show ever. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, but before we continue talking, I need to pause and give you a chance to shout out where my listeners can find you and promote anything that you want. You know, I appreciate that. I love shows like mine, which are, you know, allow you the, the opportunity to do shameless self-promotion. So I, I'm going to tell you where they can find me, but I want to change it up a little bit. If you need help, right? I'm not even talking about consulting fees or all these consultations, but if you have a question or if you need help or there's something that you're going through in business, marketing, being an entrepreneur, that you're like, you know what? I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't have anyone who, who knows about this. Ask Sharifa. That's what I always tell people. That's why people call. I, I consult on a lot of different areas, really just in business. And if I don't know, I have a wide network of people who I can call and say, this person has a question or this person has a situation and they need assistance with, they need a different opinion on. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. So I invite anyone with a question to visit my website at AskSharifa.com and contact me. Or if you are a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, celebrity, and you want more attention for your brand, again, on AskSharifa.com, if you select Be a Guest, it will allow you the opportunity to be on one of my two shows. Awesome. I love it. And, uh, you know, I can definitely echo that, that last part as a alumni of, of the morning roundtable talk show. It's a great opportunity and it's fun. I had a really good time with it. So let's shift focus a little bit back to something you said early on. You mentioned when you ran for office uh, and, and you were not elected, you said, you know, if, if uh, they're not going to give me, I forget the actual words you use, but, you know, I'm going to take uh, the round table, right? I love watching the strong women who are like, you know what, if you're not going to give me a seat, I'm going to take a seat. Um, the, the, uh, I just watched on Netflix, uh, Madam CJ Walker, first female millionaire in the United States. I love people who are able to do, you know, to just go out and do it, to go out and make it happen. But with specifically with city council. So the statement was, if they're not going to give me city council, I'm going to take the round table because it was just another way for me to show simply and, 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 and just bluntly, you can't shut me up. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. No matter what, no matter, I've been talking for a long time. 
my gift is the gift of gab. I'm that little kid that drove my mom crazy. My mom was like, why are you talking? Because I was like, why? And why? And why? And why did it happen, mom? And why did this happen? And why did it, you know, so that's me. So I always have to create a platform where I can say whatever it is that I want to say. And for me, the roundtable talk show is so much more freeing than politics. Because in politics, you have to say things in a certain way. And you can't offend this person. You, know, you can't dislike that person. You can, I don't play all those games and live by all those rules. I say what I want to say. I say what I have to say. And on the roundtable talk show, there's no one who can tell me, oh, you can't say that. I can't curse. I can't do this. I can't, can't do that. There, there is no not giving me any seat. This is my table. That is, is wonderfully said. I can imagine being a woman of color back in the nineties when you started doing this, that, you know, a lot of those seats at the table were not ones that were readily made available to you. Mm -hmm. That's correct. But back in the nineties, I wasn't ready for those seats at the table. That's why it took time for me to get here. It took time for me to build a reputation, build a brand, build a name now. And probably over the last, I would say two or three years, you know, it's been very recent where the whole idea of having that seat at the table really became more prominent. There are more people who are inviting me to the seat at the table. There are more people who are creating events and creating webinars around me, you know, but I had to learn. That's the benefit of being laid off eight times. Previously, People would look at me and they would say, Sharifa, you're an angry black woman. And I would feel bad and I would try to tone it down. 2020, and it was actually part of my Long Beach City Council um, candidate, one of the interviews, I actually discussed it being an angry black woman. Now it's more like that's what, if people see me as an angry black woman, they don't want me to show up. They don't want Sharifa Hardy to show up because I don't do the politically correct. I don't do, oh, your website is so beautiful. Your organization is so nice. I don't. That's not me. That's not the person I am. I'm the person who comes in and go, you know what? Let's change this. Let's fix this. Let's make this happen. And you will be successful. And that's what people resonate now too because they want the truth in 2020 people want to hear the truth your opinion whatever it is as opposed to a lot of the politically correct sugar-coated you know information that other people may feed them do you think that living in california has helped with that opportunity i i you know live here i used to live in ohio i'm now in charleston south carolina um both ohio a little bit less so than here uh, but but Charleston is an incredibly uh, diverse yet segregated city, um, and it's been it's been a struggle for me, uh, li you know, living in this community that is so segregated. Is is California less so? Have you get gotten more opportunities? You think from California, or or is it more? I, I, how has that been? In, in, how has that impacted your your path? Interesting, excellent question is what one of the things that makes it so interesting is that I was raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, but I left it, I left there when I was eight. And so since I was eight, I've been, you know, I'm 44 now, I've been in California. So I don't look at it like it has California been better as far as segregation. 
to me, California has been better as far as fulfilling your dreams. California is the land of dreams. People get off uh, for, um, buses and trains and planes every day in California with nothing but a dream. So we're used to people who have a dream. We're used to people who want to change the status quo. And we have more people who are like, hmm, let me see what Jay is going to do because he's going to change things. Where in other areas of the country, they're just simply not used to change. They're just more of that, this is the way we've always done it. Beautifully said. All right, one last time, give us a shout out where we can find you. You can find me at asharifa.com. Beautiful. And check out the Asharifa Morning Show on Facebook. I love it. And I, I watch as often as I can. Sharifa, thank you for taking the time. I always love talking to you. You are so welcome. Thank you for the opportunity, Jay. I appreciate it. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast and then thought, oh, man, I just I don't even know where to begin? Well, I have the perfect answer for you. It's Anchor. They have all the tools you need to get started right away, all in one spot. You can do it from your phone or your computer. They'll even distribute for you, so you don't have to go looking for places to get your podcast out. But the best part is it's all free. That's right. You can sign up today without any hassle at all. You can even start making money right from the beginning. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. So check it out today. Go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. All right, we've reached the end of another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, as always. <laughs> you know, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. I really enjoyed the conversation with Sharifa, and I think that it it's not often that I get to the end and say, okay, you know, I I don't need to clarify something or whatever. I just, I think that we left it in a great spot. I can't say this enough. Go watch the Ash Sharifa Morning Show, the Roundtable Talk Show on Facebook. You can find it on Facebook. Just search for Ask Sharifa or go to AskSharifa.com, as she said. And th there is a link in the show notes. Check out Cincy Stories. Sean Braley is awesome. Without further ado... We didn't have it last week, but those are the cards. We're going with the press pause card pack today, which is very important with everything going on around us. Look, you can't be in a place to help others if you're not taking care of yourself. That's incredibly important. And um, I, 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 look, sometimes I pick the card. Other times the card picks me. <laughs> I'm obviously uh, just mean that, that the card is random. This one was random, but it it is perfect. <laughs> it's it it goes right into this week's good egg and everything that's happening around us. The press pause pack by Blurt. Today's card says <laughs> very simply, "You are allowed to change your mind. You are allowed to change your mind." Thank you, Blurt. That is wonderful. And it goes right into the good egg, which is pretty simple. Your good egg for this week is just listen. That's it. Listen. Look, <laughs> that is not even square one. That is square zero. So, just listen. Take a breath. 
hear what they're saying, and ask a question and try to understand where they're coming from. Don't just be like, no, this doesn't jive with what I think, so they're wrong. Because then you don't change shit. That's it. That's just that simple. You don't change shit if you are like, nope, I know what's better when someone tells me their truth. All right. That is it for another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for being awesome. All my listeners, I love you all. Like, rate, share, do all the things, and choose your struggle. Thank <laughs> you.